0: A postdoctoral researcher at ETH Zurich, will be discussing her new article, "The Cost of Influence: How Gifts to Physicians Shape Prescriptions and Drug Costs," which she co-wrote with Marco Valente, assistant professor of economics at the University of Innsbruck. I'll add a link to the paper in the show notes for the episode. Melissa, welcome to the Business Scholarship Podcast.
1: Hi, Andrew. It's great to be invited guest on your podcast today.
0: Melissa, I was really intrigued by this paper because this topic of physician gifts has been one of those political or policy issues that I've read about in passing over the years, but your paper was a really great concentration for me onto that issue and some of the potential impacts that the issue has for patient care and quality of care and the cost of medical care in the United States, at least. Before we start getting into some of the meat and bones of your paper, I wondered if you could frame the issue of physician gifts, just what are these gifts? I assume it's not the traditional view of somebody bringing a pie to to their trusted family physician. So what are these physician gifts? How do they work in practice? And what are some of the concerns that have been articulated about their influence or potential to influence physician decision-making?
1: Yeah, great. I'm happy to start off with speaking to that. So the issue of physician gifts really revolves around the practice of pharmaceutical companies, providing gifts and other transfers of value to physicians. These gifts can range from pretty small items like branded pens and free lunches to larger payments, such as expensive dinners, sponsored trips, and monetary payments for speaking and consulting. So I think going forward, I'll use the term gifts and payments interchangeably to refer to these in-kind and monetary transfers. The practice of promoting drugs to physicians via gifts is pretty widespread. So in the U.S., around two thirds of all physicians receive gifts of this nature. Pharmaceutical companies, they really allocate large budgets towards marketing. And in particular, they focus on promoting drugs to doctors. And so why is that? Physicians are the gatekeepers to prescription medicines. And through these in-person visits and gifts, pharmaceutical companies are really aiming to encourage higher prescriptions of their products. The main argument in favor of gifts is that these interactions with pharmaceutical companies can facilitate knowledge sharing and education. So by engaging with these companies, physicians can stay informed about new treatments, which could potentially benefit their patients. And then the main arguments against these gifts and also why they Are creating so much controversy is that they can create a conflict of interest for physicians. And they can potentially lead physicians to prescribe more medication than is necessary or more expensive drugs, which can contribute to higher healthcare costs.
0: So there's a concern that these gifts might contribute to higher healthcare costs, might contribute to over medication. Have there been any public policy responses from any quarters to these types of practices in the US? whether that's in terms of trying to restrict the practice or at least making it more transparent. What's been going on in the policy sector?
1: Yeah, so this is a really good point. I think it's a controversial topic. And so it's received a lot of attention from policymakers and the public. And internationally, countries have approached this issue with different policies and varying degrees of strictness. So where I am based in Switzerland, fairly recently, All gifts that are not medically related were prohibited. In the U.S., which is the setting for our research, there is no federal ban on payments. But there is a national transparency initiative in place known as Open Payments, which was created by the Sunshine Act, which is a section of the Affordable Care Act. And as a result of this act, since mid-2013, information on all monetary and in-kind transfers greater than $10 in value from drug and device manufacturers to US physicians have actually been made public. And so using the Open Payments portal, which is a searchable online database, it's possible for anyone to look up a physician by name and see which gifts they received from which pharmaceutical companies. Then on top of this, some states have gone further than the transparent disclosure of payments and have policies that place limits on payment. So for example, Minnesota, Massachusetts, and California have restrictions on the amount and types of payments physicians can receive, and there's a strict gift ban in place in Vermont. And then in addition to these state-level policies, academic medical centers have implemented their own Conflict of interest policies that regulate interactions between students and faculty and pharmaceutical representatives.
0: Thank you for that background and framing of the issue. And I'd like to talk about the study that you and your co author have conducted. Could you talk a little bit about the research questions that underlie this paper and what motivated those questions for you and your co author?
1: The open payments portal really opened up the possibility for researchers to match data on physicians' prescriptions with data on the gifts that they received from pharmaceutical companies. This has prompted a lot of research on the topic, including our study, which makes use of the open payments data. In our research, we focus on gifts and prescriptions related to diabetes. Diabetes is one of the most costly common health conditions. It's a chronic condition, and aside from lifestyle adjustments, treatment is primarily drug-based which creates large incentives for pharmaceutical companies to influence physicians' prescriptions. There is also a growing concern that a large share of diabetic patients in the U.S. are being overtreated, which can lead to serious side effects such as hypoglycemia. So coming now to our research question. Essentially, our research can be broken down into three main questions. Firstly, how do gifts related to anti-diabetic medications affect prescriptions of anti-diabetic drugs. Secondly, how do different physicians react differently to give? And if so, what explains this? And finally, how do give affect drug costs? So given that so few states actually have gift bans in place, we're interested in quantifying the potential cost reductions from implementing a given.
0: Could you tell us about your research strategy and the data you used? You mentioned that the new database from the Sunshine Act allowed uh, researchers to really dig into some of the effects of physician gifts. Could you talk about your strategy and data that you used?
1: So our analysis essentially combines data that's available on physician prescriptions with data on payments. So the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services maintain a database on prescriptions uh, that are dispensed under the Medicare Part D program. And we use this database to obtain information on the anti-diabetic prescriptions made by each physician in each year in our sample, which runs from 2014 to 2017. And then in the open payments portal, there are details on each physician's name and practice location. And on the basis of this information, we can actually match the physicians in the prescriptions database with the physicians in the payment database. So we can see which doctors were paid, how much, when, and for which drugs. And then in addition to this information, we collected data on many other variables that are relevant to control for in our analysis. So this includes physician characteristics, such as their speciality, gender, Physicians' patients' characteristics, such as age, average health status, and insurance policy. The physician's practice location, including diabetes and obesity prevalence. And information on the physician's peer network. Given the empirical method that we apply, it's important for us to construct a very detailed data set. Because what we're interested in is identifying the causal effect of gifts on prescriptions. So we need to really separate out this effect from a large number of other contributing or confounding factors. So just to give you an example, we would expect that physicians in locations with higher obesity rates are more likely to prescribe more anti-diabetic drugs. And it also may be the case that pharmaceutical companies specifically target gifts towards physicians in those locations with higher obesity rates. And if this is the case, we're going to expect a positive correlation between payments and prescriptions, even if there isn't a causal relationship. And so this is the problem of selection. And the method that we apply is a machine learning estimator called causal forest, which was developed by Susan Athey and co-authors. A key advantage of this method, as described in the paper, is that we can control for a large array of confounding factors and selection effects. Moreover, with this method, we're able to estimate the effect of gifts at the individual physician level. In other words, what we estimate is heterogeneous treatment effect, where the treatment in our case is the value of the gift received. And with this method, it's really possible to analyze how different physicians may react differently to gifts and what is actually driving the responses.
0: With those methods and your research questions in mind, I wonder if you could talk about some of your key findings from the study.
1: First off, all, we find that physicians do respond to gifts, and they respond by increasing prescriptions for those drugs for which they receive payments. We find that both small and large payments have a significant impact. And this finding really adds to the mounting evidence from other studies and therapeutic fields that gifts, even those of a small value, lead to higher prescription volumes. In terms of the magnitude of the effect, the average size payment leads to approximately a 5% increase in anti-diabetic brand drug prescriptions. But this average masks important differences across physicians. Conditional on being paid the same amount, the size of the response can range between 2 to 11%. So this then begs the question, what determines whether physicians react a lot or little to gifts? What we find is that the key factor in actually affecting how much a physician responds to a given gift is actually how much the patients pay for the drugs themselves. So physicians respond much more to gifts in terms of increasing brand prescriptions when patients pay less for the drug themselves. Another interesting finding relates to the prescriptions of brand drugs versus cheaper generic drugs. So when treating diabetes, it's quite common for physicians to combine drugs from different drug classes, and some of those are available as cheaper generics. We find the largest effects of gifts are to increase prescriptions of branded drugs. However, our analysis also reveals that in some cases, the payments that were intended to promote brand drugs also increased the prescription of those generic drug classes commonly prescribed in combination with the brand drugs in our sample although the effect sizes here are much smaller. And then finally, in terms of costs, we find that a gift ban is estimated to decrease total drug costs to treat diabetes by around 3 to
0: 4%. In this paper, you identify some new mechanisms for how gifting to physicians might affect drug costs. Could you talk about that? And perhaps more broadly, how do your results in this paper contribute to the broader literature on physician payments?
1: The previous literature has focused on how payments affect prescriptions on average. So without considering in more detail how and why physicians may respond differently to Our study goes further and we utilize these recent developments in machine learning to estimate individualized effects of payment and show that responses vary substantially across physicians. And then this leads to the new finding, which I mentioned bit earlier, which is that physicians are taking into consideration patients out of pocket costs when they respond to gifts. And so the finding that kind of insurance matters in terms of how gifts affect drug costs contributes to a broader literature that links insurance with higher drug expenditures. And it's also very much in line and complementing experimental evidence that has shown that when physicians are provided with an incentive, to promote drug sales, insured patients face higher drug costs than uninsured patients.
0: I'd like to maybe think through or talk through some of the policy implications of this study. You said that gifting has about a 3 to 4% effect on the price or the payments for diabetes medications. What are some of the policy implications you'd like listeners and readers to think about What kind of savings could patients and insurers perhaps realize uh, without uh, these payments? And are there perhaps any trade-offs to gift bans or restrictions between perhaps cost savings and quality of care? Are we getting anything of value uh, as a society, as patients, from these gifts to physicians?
1: What we do in the paper is, in order to draw realistic policy implications, we use our model of how physicians respond to gifts to estimate scenarios with and without a gift ban for the northern New England states of Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. We find that the gift ban in Vermont has resulted in monetary savings amounting to 3.2% of the total drug costs for diabetes and in the neighboring states of Maine and New Hampshire, the ban has the potential to reduce costs by 3 to 4%. So in the states of Maine and New Hampshire, there isn't yet a gift ban in place. But given what we know about the characteristics of the physicians in those states, combined with our model's predictions on how physicians respond to payments, we can see that a ban has also the potential to reduce costs there by around 3 to 4%. And your point on the trade-off, I think, between cost savings and quality of care is very good and it's very important. So our study is really providing a framework to estimate the monetary savings of a gift ban. But a further consideration for policymakers is how gifts affect the quality of prescriptions. And answering this question is quite difficult because it is going to require very detailed information on patient outcomes which is not readily available to the public. There are a few studies that do aim to answer this question, focusing on specific drugs and specific therapeutic fields. And generally, they find no evidence that payments lead to better health outcomes. So I think that whether financial ties between the industry and physicians is good or bad for patients, it's definitely an area where more research is needed, and we hope to tackle this in the future.
0: Are there any key takeaways that you'd like listeners to have from this interview or from the paper?
1: So ultimately, our research provides a set of facts which help us to understand how physicians respond to gifts from pharmaceutical companies. Our framework, Which we apply to the market for anti-diabetics demonstrates that a gift ban could result in significant monetary savings, especially in those settings where patients have low out of pocket costs. I'd also like to highlight once again the methodological innovation that we propose in our paper. So empirical researchers have long been interested in the varying responses to a specific treatment, which motivates an analysis of heterogeneous treatment effects. In our paper, we leverage recent developments in machine learning methods and computational advances to estimate a distribution of responses to a given payment value. We hope that our framework, which we explain in detail in our paper, is general enough to be directly applied to other states and therapeutic areas where data is available. On a higher level, our research relates to the increasingly intertwined relationship between the pharma industry and healthcare provision. So on a higher level, our research relates to the increasingly intertwined relationship between the pharma industry and healthcare provision. Large pharmaceutical companies and medical device manufacturers, they earn substantial profits and can be seen to be exerting influence in many spheres of healthcare provision not only in prescriptions, but also in the process by which new drugs are approved or the sponsorship of research and clinical trials. I think monitoring and shedding light on the role played by financial incentives in healthcare sector is a really important area for policy and research. Understanding these dynamics will help to then design policy responses that are able to strike a balance between... On the one hand, acknowledging the positive aspect of interaction and collaboration between physicians and industry, while on the other hand, also ensuring that this influence does not inappropriately raise healthcare
0: costs or harm patient health. Our guest today has been Melissa Newham, a postdoctoral researcher at ETH Zurich. We've been discussing her article, The Cost of Influence, How Gifts to Physicians Shape Prescriptions and Drug Costs, which was co-authored with Marco Valente assistant professor of economics at the University of Innsbruck. I'll add a link to the paper in the show notes for the episode. Melissa, thank you for joining the Business Scholarship Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Andrew, for the great questions and interesting discussion.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Scholarship Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to the podcast or leaving a rating on your favorite podcast app or let other people know about it too. If you have suggestions for future episodes, please let me know. My email address is andrew at andrewkjennings.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. Until the next time, I'm your host, Andrew Jennings.